I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Stu Whiffin. Joining me always, Blake Harrison. How are you today, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm cold. It's cold in my house. I'm next to like a little you know fireplace what? and I'm, I'm, I'm a bit nippy. I've, uh, I'm in the little echoey office today, but I've realised the benefits to coming in this office. It's a tiny little office that just, that I just, I'll literally rent just so I can get out of the house and not drive myself mad. And, uh, but what I do of a morning now when I go, go into the office is I'm like, right, kids, and I, and I ask the family, what do you want charging? I just think I'm going to utilise all their electricity <laughs> and charge up every device I've got. <laughs> and I literally have got the heating on, which you can probably hear in the background because it is cold. And, uh, but, yeah, it's like I'm toasty now. You've got a nice toasty that day in the office. So, uh, yeah, I love the idea of you just having so many <laughs> random devices, like a watch from when they were in the kids were twelve. They had this like little smarty watch type thing, like I don't know Harry Potter. Oh, I've watch. got their Nintendo DSs over yeah. there charging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scrooge McWhiffin. <laughs> oh, don't. Um, well, look. Um, before we get on to, to to UFC, I just want to ask. I don't know if you watched it, but I had, I had a really nice time Saturday night and. and uh, I had a couple of mates just, just sort of pop round. And I was like, do you want to stick a bat? And I'll get the box in. And they were like, good share. So did you watch, or have you seen any highlights of the, the Eubank Jr. Liam Smith fight? You know me, mate. I, I didn't even know it was happening. I knew nothing oh. about any of it. I'm just not interested. But I think I know the result because someone must have retweeted or liked something that Chris Eubank Sr. said. So I think I know that Chris Eubank oh, okay. Jr. lost. He did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so, yeah. I mean, talk to me about it as much as you want. I don't massively care, but by all means, <laughs> maybe maybe the listeners care. <laughs> no. I mean, that thing that Chris Eubank Sr. said, I don't know what it is, but, yeah, essentially he was correct. His son lost. Um, yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> no, you must have brought it up for a reason. Like you must have had a it, 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 it on was it great. Or it was really good. I was it a good fight? Into... Was it good? Yes, it was, and, and and I got pulled into the hype because they were okay. going at it. I and, didn't know there was got... any hype. Lots and like so, Smith's got lots of brothers. Have all been champs as well. It's a it's a big fighting family out of Liverpool, 
Um, seem like really nice people. Uh, and Eubank Jr., uh, who I'm a fan of, um, uh, he uh, he was meant to have fought Conor Ben. Obviously, there's so much hype around the the the, the Eubank Ben potential fight. Yes, you know. I, and uh, I just remembered why I know something. I think Liam Harrison put something up about. Is it Connor Ben's uh, response to Eubank losing? Maybe when Connor Ben, because uh, obviously I don't know if he's been suspended or just found. I don't know what the situation is with him and the the performance enhancing drugs. I think that might still be up something. in here. I don't. I don't know properly because I don't know. But I and I'm. I think it was Liam Harrison. It might not have been said something derogatory about Connor Ben because Connor Ben in the scandal he's in was yeah. then enjoying the fact that Chris Eubank Jr. lost. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, don't do that. Like, you've got your own shit to handle, mate. Yeah. Handle your, your drug situation. So that's, Absolutely. I think, why I know a little bit about right. it. Right. Well, the fires lit up between Eubank Jr. and, and, and Liam Smith, and it got, it got horrible. The press conference got really horrible. Eubank Jr. making accusations that Liam Smith had cheating on his wife. It was, like, really horrible stuff. And, and so Any needless proof? to say... Any and proof? Like, Any photos? I've not seen anything. Like, no? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Google it. But, right. uh, but it was like, literally the gloves were off. And it was like, oh, blimey, this is, this is a bit horrible. They went uh, bare knuckle? So need... Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gloves were off. They went bare knuckle in the, the ring. in Manchester. <laughs> uh, like, it come alive. The place was full of, of, of you know, the, the scatters were out en masse. And it was a, a racket. And I think I think it's probably safe to say Liam Smith was on paper the underdog. Um, oh, okay, but he it, it was it was a really good sort of few rounds of boxing, and then uh, an incredible like shot just put Eubank to sleep, and uh, and he got up, and I think the ref could have stopped it at that point, but he right. let him fight on, and uh, but yeah, but uh, do you know what? Speaking of Liam's, and you mentioned uh, former guest of the show Liam Harrison, did you see what he posted? At the beginning of the week? Sorry, at the beginning of the weekend? Uh, I, I guess not. No? What What was it? He, I really hope this isn't a figment of my imagination because I think he's since removed the post. But he put up a fight poster of a fight that was being discussed, which he could no longer do, <gasps> Oh, against Floyd Money Mayweather. Mayweather. Yeah, I yeah. did see that. Yeah, he said yeah. his injury meant that he couldn't even box. He thought he'd be able to box, and he, he couldn't. Yeah. But he was being approached in, like, I'm assuming, an exhibition bout against yeah. Floyd Mayweather. Oh, I man, mean, gutted for him. He would have made loads off of that. That's what he said. He said he would have set him up oh, for life. Um, oh, like, mate. I hope he gets it back if his knee sorts itself out. I like, uh, Liam was yeah. such a nice guest and yeah, some mate. great stories. You kind of think someone with that kind of story, someone that's put – the effort and the time into his career in the manner in which he has. He's been around a long time now and his stories are crazy and what he did, like leaving an immigrant into like Thailand when he was yeah. 18 just because he, he lost it. Like the fight in illegally at like 14 He's or 15 sane. as a pro. Yeah. Like that's the kind of person you're like, oh, I want you to get your payday because you yeah. seem like you deserve it. You know what I mean? You, you've really put the graft in. And yeah. I know it's a sport where everyone puts the graft in. But he really put the graft in. So and he's a yeah. savage. He's so good to oh. watch. And yeah, so uh, go check out that episode uh, in our back catalog. It's a really good chat with Muay Thai legend 
uh, Liam Harrison. And uh, and yeah, hopefully the knee heals and and he you know he gets to make that fight somewhere down the line against Floyd Money Mayweather. What a, what a lovely way to kind of you know start to kind of close off your career with a nice big payday against arguably the greatest. Right. Yep. Anyway. We can park up the boxing and the Muay Thai and we can talk all things UFC. So this Saturday just gone uh, was UFC 283 in uh, Rio de Janeiro, uh, Brazil. Uh, and we saw the cream of the Brazilian fighters uh, on the card. How are we doing this one, uh, Blakey boy? Are we starting at the top? We might as well. Oh, that's what we usually do, isn't it? Uh, Start at the top with former guest of the show. Jamal Former Hill. guest of the show, and no! <laughs> like heavyweight champion of the world. Is it a coincidence he was on the show only a month and a bit ago? I don't know. Make your own, you know, calculations yeah. about that. Come to your own conclusions. But uh, I think basically we were a big part of it. That's all I'm saying. I think so. Um, I think so. I think we really helped him out. Um, they bleeped out a little bit of the post-fight speech. Maybe that's when he acknowledged us. I think it was. I think yeah. actually that's what it is. Our, our, the name of our podcast is just so, oh, the MMA fan podcast. <laughs> you can only say it on YouTube. It gets bleeped out of everything. So they just have to bleep it out. Can't, can't let them say that. Too controversial. It was such mavericks. Mavericks of the MMA world. Um, no, what a performance though. Wow. Mate, it's hard to know where to start with this because as much as you want to talk about the performance he put in and the and how much of that emotion that had driven that come out afterwards only to be met by fighting one of the nicest people in MMA that mm. put on one of the bravest performances. Yeah. Uh, and then also doubled down on the emotion afterwards by by, by retiring. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, first of all, let's let's credit Jamal Hill on an incredible performance. You know, he he, he started. I think he asserted himself right from the off and and, yes. and dominated that fight. He it was the takedown defense that really yeah. surprised me. I mean, he was so good. But the other thing is, people, I don't know if this has been spoken about enough. Jamal Hill took this on short notice. Now, in a sense, you could say that Glover did, but Glover was training for Yuri, and then he knew that he would defend the belt. But then there was that whole thing of like he would take on Yarn, but not Ankalaev and all that kind of stuff. So maybe he relaxed for a bit, but he was in like a full-on camp. Jamal had probably only just started training properly for Anthony Smith when this fight came his way. It was just yeah. after like Christmas, all that stuff. Um, or was it just before Christmas? I can't remember now. Um, and so you're like, Jesus, this is... To, to do this on short notice and for the one that everyone knows that Jamal's got power in his hands, he's got good crisp boxing and we saw the head kicks that I didn't realise he quite right. had that as much in his locker as well. But everyone knew his striking was good. There was never any questions over his striking. There were big, big questions over his grappling and his takedown defence. Yeah. And didn't he answer them? Like, yeah. I mean, that, and again, on short notice, it just makes you think, I think he's only 31 years old, that as the heavier weight classes, you know, they they do age a bit better, their prime is a bit later, all that kind of stuff. He could just get better and better. And this is probably the best performance of his entire career. To, yeah, he didn't so. just get a knockout like what he did against Jimmy Crute or Johnny Walker. He beat Glover from, he beat Glover from pillar to post, and it was like 50-44 across the board. Yeah. Not 50-45, which is amazing in itself. 
50-44 across the board. Mm. And I think there's potential for other 10-8 or maybe even a 10-7 round in there somewhere <laughs> as well. So, yeah, I mean, that that was incredible. And then the scenes afterwards of him, he just he just lost it. Like he couldn't stand up for a while. He was bawling mm. his eyes out. It's like his coach was holding it up, holding him up. Yeah. And you just see what it means to him. It's moments like that that I just think are really special when you're watching this sport and you see that that sacrifice all all come to fruition and you know they they actually they've been striving for this moment their whole career and they finally achieve it and just like oh it must be just must be such a crazy feeling absolutely you could tell he thought i probably just about made enough money tonight to be able to take all my kids to the cinema and get them like sweets yeah right it's <laughs> but I, I, oh. you know, it, 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 like you say, he literally collapsed into his, you know, in one oh. of his corners arms, and uh, and and it, and, it, and, it, and it's just so good to see when when you see things like that because you see the vulnerability and you see, yeah, you know, you see the emotion that that you know when when you see these people and you you look at Glover's face and you look and you think that guy's just done that, but you can tell that like you know. These, these these ain't haters. These are these are these are no. good people that are, are, are absolutely the sacrifice and the discipline that they put in to get in that belt put around their their waist is is, is yeah. you know people could never understand what they put into that. It's it's, it's otherworldly to people like us. And uh, and it was apparent how much that meant, and it was it was beautiful to see. And the respect between them as well, in you know, in between rounds, there was you know, and in the lead up to it as well, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm sure Jamal can quite easily get caught up in some trash talking with other fighters, but with, with Glover, um, it just seemed like it was a very respectful uh, sort of relationship between them two. Uh, and, and afterwards as well, that was that yeah. was so so apparent. It was lovely to see. And and I mean, I just want to talk about Glover's. Just, I mean, God knows what that guy's head's made out of because them kicks, like oh. he got wobbled once, didn't he? But it was like not, yeah. not to the point where like he, he, he I don't, and at his age as well, the resilience and and how he managed to kind of just sharpen up and come back. It was like, where's he pulling this from? And then it's cuts. like his chin's got better as he's got yeah. older, which just defies all logic. I don't know how because he's been knocked out before. I mean, I know Rumble yeah. Johnson, you know, God rest his soul, like hit like an absolute truck, but Rumble yeah. just knocked him clean out. I think yeah. did Gustafson finish him as well. Yeah, back in the day. But so Jamal and, Hill's chin on his head. Like, you know, and it, it didn't finish him. It didn't stop him. It was just it unbelievable. And, and them cuts above his eyes were, were brutal. Obviously, they weren't yeah. on his eyelid. They were, they were on the no. eyebrow. Um, and to, to be honest, if a doctor would look at them cuts and said, you know, in the, in the third or fourth round, no more, I wouldn't have been unhappy. It was like, because I think at that point, I, I couldn't see. But you can't write off Global Texera. You know, well, I mean, but I thought that fight could have been stopped, to be honest. And then in the fifth round, he came out and he got the takedown. And you were like, and the oh thing my was, God, can he do before this? Before that, before that, I don't know if it was, it was Mark, wasn't it? But, um, former guest of the show, Mark Goddard, wasn't it? That um, yeah. ref that one. And I don't know yeah. if he went over and said something to Glover before he, the last I round. Think he did. And yeah. all you heard was, let's go, baby. <laughs> it was like, 
madman, absolute uh, savage, and uh, and and yeah, I mean, and and what I loved was because we, we, we'll get on to uh, Moreno uh, and, and the Brazilian crowd. The the beautiful moment that Glover said to the audience, "I've seen yeah. that use of use of thrown beer and, and popcorn at, uh, at the last uh, winner." Um, show some respect to Jamal Hill. And like, and I thought that was you literally just got goosebumps like thinking about that. It was it was such a, a wonderful thing. And like, I made what, a note what a, of that as well. Yeah, I, what an incredible what a class act. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because he said, I'll, um, I'll, "I don't think they actually did walk back together," but he said yeah. he's walking out with me. I mean, yeah. that one, what, what an unbelievably classy, wonderful human being. Yeah, to just recognise what happened before. This man's beat the shit out of him for the yeah. last five, 25 minutes. And then he goes, no, show him respect. I yeah. will walk out with him so you guys don't throw your beers all over him. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't get just, it's just, that's the thing about this. That's, that's one of the moments in the sport that I wish people outside of the sport saw yeah. and knew more about. That Absolutely. level of, of, of class and respect that I just yeah I'm I'm that's what I want to hear all day not not yeah. the other shit that we've unfortunately have to speak about recently in in some of our latter yeah. episodes this and is I what love, I want to talk about I love that Glover acknowledged how, how tough he was to the point where he's like I've got to retire because I'm too tough for my own good yes <laughs> and and you know what that shows such a level of intelligence because there's no I don't think I've ever heard a fighter say that I don't know yeah. like fighters that are too tough for their own good. Mm. are usually just going, no, I want to go out on my shield, man. And he's like, no, I am too tough for my own good, and so I should bloody retire because yeah. otherwise I'm just, the long-term health damage is going to be severe. I mean, his fight with Yiri and then his fight with Jamal, I mean, a definite Hall of Famer because not only has he been a UFC champion and been around for such a long period of time, um. But he's also arguably one half of the greatest ever fight of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know that there's some corkers out there, but Glover versus Yuri is up there as one of the most exciting, if not the most exciting fight you will ever see. And the fact that he's a part of that and been a champion, as far as I'm concerned, he, he's, he's a definite Hall of Famer. And I think he'll be around for a while because obviously... One he's, of a his prote- now, he? he's a cornerman, and one of his protégés is the middleweight champion of the world, Alex Pereira, who I've seen a few memes and things on social media of him eyeing up Jamal Hill. Because, <laughs> I mean, Pereira's not making middleweight for long. He's no. got to move up to light heavy. So he's just eyeing up Jamal Hill like, okay, you beat my sensei. Now I'm going to mess you up. Well, uh, that'd be a Hill. great fight. Pereira, Jamal Hill be- I'm all in. They're all going to be lining up to fight him now, aren't they? Yeah. And I, I see a, a post from Yuri uh, saying congratulations, uh, but I'm coming. And uh, yeah. I mean, how long Yuri's out for, we don't know. But, oh, um, yeah. I hope he's back. Well, but, so that leads us to where do you think, where's Jamal's first title defence then? Not not as in location, like where? who is it? Who's it against? Is it Ankalaev? But do you think that maybe Ankalaev has to rematch Yarn? I mean, I agree. I, I mean, I think Ankalaev has got a really good shout, but the light heavyweight division is just all fucking over the place at the moment. Mm. You could easily say to Blahovic and Ankalaev, look, 
Dana didn't like your last fight. So you better rematch and prove one of you is way better than the other one. So you get a title shot. Rakic in meantime, is still injured, I think. Yiri is obviously injured. Anthony Smith was meant to. Anthony Smith was, was meant to fight Jamal wanted. Hill. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he he came in at the two hundred five limit, but not championship weight. So he was a. Pa- but then again, I, I don't know what the order of the weighings were. And um, did if Jamal and Glover weighed in before him, then. What? Of course you're going to go and have a donut. <laughs> like, you're not going to be like, oh, I've got an hour to make weight, but I'm not yeah. going to fight anyway. Jamal and Glover have already made weight. Just go and have a fucking donut, mate. Go, you're in Brazil. I'm sure there's some lovely grub out there that you can go and have. <laughs> go, go and eat some food. So um, I don't know what his payment situation would be because he's yeah. gone to make weight and missed the weight. And usually you get paid for being the backup. So I don't know what the crack would have been with that. But Anthony Smith was supposed to fight Jamal Hill in March. That fight got robbed from him and taken away. He's owed a fight. If he does get a fight in March, who's it against? And like, could he fight Johnny Walker really quick? Just get a win. And if he gets a win, does he go, look, I was supposed to fight Jamal in March. And Kalaev should rematch Jan. Yuri's injured. Rakic is injured. I'll go for the belt. Now, I don't think that necessarily should happen. I think I'd rather see Ankalaev fight for the belt. But fucking crazy things are happening in that division. You, it's Ankalaev, sort of anyone's game. I, I, I think Ankalaev, like his fight style doesn't <clears throat> excite fans. No. And, and I think that last performance and the fact that that last one was, was highlighted by the UFC so much, and obviously we've seen what the outcome of that has been, uh, I think it might be a, a tougher road to the shot for Ankalaev than what it should be on paper. Um, and, yeah. Well, it's and, already been tough. Uh, He's on a very long... Well, until the draw, completely. he was on a very long win streak. Um, yeah. 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 But, no, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Well, we can talk, we can talk about Johnny Walker because obviously uh, he had a, a, a very easy night in the office and, uh, and we'll get to that. But um, yeah, we've got a new UFC. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A flyweight champion. We do. No longer. He's, uh, 
that's thrown out my prediction for the year out the window. It uh, is. I mean, I, mean, I felt sorry for you because you you picked Glover and uh, Figgy to win. And I felt like Look it was you. Stu- you, 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 you waited until I mentioned Figgy to then throw that and you had Glover in your back pocket as well. Well, look, my point was, I was going to say, it was like Stu whiffing nil, father time too. It was just, you know, it was a, you went for grandpappy Glover and then you went for a 35-year-old flyweight champion. It's just, mate, you look at the numbers, man. The, the age, you've got, you got to pay attention to the age. Um, I know, I know. But, but yeah, I mean, look, Figgy, I think, is a phenomenal fighter, was a good champion, but I just don't like him as much as Moreno. I just, that's, and that's not to say I don't like Figgy. I felt like some of his behavior, maybe in the, the, the second, leading up to the second fight with Oh, that with was Moreno, horrible, that. It, like he shoved him at the weigh-ins and he was, and then there was the whole thing in the third one where it, him and Henry Cejudo were calling, I can't remember what they were calling, but they were saying like he yeah. betrayed Henry and he, he's like a snake and all that, whatever it is, all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, you, you're not, I don't really like that. Why are you doing that? Mm. And Moreno's just there being really happy, playing with his Lego. I'm just yeah. like, well, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to support Moreno. Um, and he's, uh, yeah, but both of them as fighters, purely in cage, you're like, these two are phenomenal. That, yeah. like, they are brilliant. I have to say, I feel like Moreno pulled away from him in this fight. Like, 100%. 100%. The judges had it, I think, two to one. Like, in terms of, I think the judges gave it Moreno first round. Moreno third round and Figueredo second round. I gave all three rounds to Moreno. Um, one judge, I think, gave the, the third round a 10-8 to Moreno. So if Figgy had carried on, if that fight hadn't been stopped at the end of the third round, I think we we would have just continued to see dominance. And he would have and Figueredo would have had to do something very, very special because... He was so down on the cards, I think. Well, yeah. two one-on-one, but then there, there was the 10-8 on the other. So I think he would have struggled a bit. In terms of it compared to the other fights they've had, is it the worst one? That's, I don't that, know. That, I mean, but that's if, still to if, say all of them were great fights. Like, this, we're if, talking high-quality fights before that. What if he would have hit that shot and wouldn't have sort of step back and motion to, to the ref. Yeah. And and that fight would have continued. Would we have got a very, very explosive finish from Moreno? Um, um well, the, so like what going into the fourth round and stuff? Potentially, yeah. Like Maybe. um because uh, th- th- there was nothing questionable about that shot. Absolutely nothing questionable. No, and the Brazilian like, crowd didn't like the fact that it was the left hook, wasn't it, where they said like the knuckle yeah. caught him in the eye and caused all that horrible damage. But then the right hand after that came and sort of scraped down uh, Figueiredo's left eye. But he wasn't complaining about his left no, eye. No, 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 he no, was complaining no. about a punch on the right eye. Yeah. So what he was complaining about was a completely legal shot. There was nothing yeah. illegal about that Absolutely. shot. But the Brazilian crowd, partisan crowd, you know, they they, they were... Very of unhappy, apparently. Of course. And you understand it, but when you look at the the replay and you see that he was gesticulating about the eye that got punched, not potentially poked. Yeah, it, it, it's all fine. And Moreno did nothing wrong there. Um, I, I, I think if that fight would have carried on, and you know, I think Moreno would have stopped him. Um, I, I, I really do, and I thought. <sighs> 
it's it's tainted the way that it got stopped, but it was a fantastic shot, uh, and it clearly, you know, it caused a mess of his eye, didn't it? His eye was in a bad way. It it was definitely in a bad way. It seemed to be, uh, it was a cut under the eye, but it seemed to completely close his eye up. Um, And, like, no one wants to see that continue. And I know the Brazilian fans probably would have all been gagging to have seen another round, but you're putting a compromised fighter out there and, you know, no one wants to see that. Did uh, you see Bisping's tweet? Yeah, and I think... No? (laughs) Bisping tweeted, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, yeah, good stoppage, no one can fight with one eye. (laughs) 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 Which I thought was really good. Um, Who was that from? Bisping. What's his full name? Oh, former guest of the show, Michael the Count Bisping. Is that what you There yeah. we go. There former we guest go. of the show. <laughs> Please do check out our chat with former guest of the show, Michael Bisping. Um, but uh, yeah, so it looks, I would argue Moreno's next fight should be Pantoja. So they met backstage, didn't they? Apparently so. And apparently it got a bit aggy. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. He, he said, "My next, my next." And Brandon Mar- and, he, and he congratulated Moreno, and it all looked very respectful and friendly. And right. you know, Moreno's just it. got that. He's got that wonderful smile, on he Moreno, and he's just like beaming away, and he's like, you know, shaking his hand, and saying, "Thank you very much." And then Pantoja doesn't seem to want to fuck off, uh, and he then sort of almost just goes, "Yeah, but it's you know." It, I, 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 I couldn't really hear a lot of what it was because it was yeah. like kind of like foam footage. But it appears like, but when? When? And, like, and he's like, oh, not right now, man. Like, you know, and he's like, well, when? And in the end, like, you see some officials kind of like, come on, mate, out the way. Like, because it, it just tainted what could have been a nice, respectful, okay, am yeah. I next? Brilliant. Look, let's, let's get it's it like, going. The, the but, guy's yeah. just had a fight, man. Leave him alone. Like, don't get me <laughs> exactly. wrong. I, I, I think Pantoja's great. I, I've picked him to be flyweight champ by the end of the year, so I kind of want them to make that fight. Yeah. But, I mean, I have to say, Pantoja's beat Moreno before, but I don't think he's beaten this Moreno. This Moreno no. gets better and better and better, and it just makes me think, I might have picked wrong because <laughs> I was going yeah. by the fact that, that Pantoja... Are you in good company here, yeah, mate? Yeah, no. <laughs> but I was going by the fact that I felt like Pantoja's beaten Moreno, I think, yeah. once in a proper fight and once on the uh, Ultimate Fighter in like one of those exhibition Ultimate Fighter fights. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of, in a way, got two wins over Moreno. But this is a different beast, man. This, this Brandon Moreno... Looks so good, absolutely everywhere. The fact that he was implementing the wrestling nearly got caught with a guillotine a couple of times. You had to be careful, but mm. implementing the wrestling, his scrambles are so good. The boxing is so crisp. You know he's got the yeah. I know you love. Um, <laughs> he's got all of it. And <laughs> YouTube and viewers just got a right treat. Then <laughs> uh, it, the, the um, he did less of that in this fight. I was disappointed, but um, but you know he's, he's so yeah. I, I don't know. I think. I think that's the right fight to make. I don't like. I think, yeah. By all means, go and have your moment. Get get your name in there. You have to do that. Yeah. But do it, let him have his moment as well. Don't don't pester him too much. But Absolutely. but I think that's the thing. And then Figueredo is going up to bantamweight. Uh, he's had enough of making that flyweight limit. We all know it's been very difficult. For really? Him. When did, when was this announced? He said it in the cage. He said, "I'm done with with flyweight. I'm I'm going up to." Uh, to bantamweight and I think you know that was I think the likely outcome of this fight whether he won or lost 
potentially anyway, unless he just wanted another payday as the champ. But I think particularly after losing, it completely makes sense that he's gone, I'm, I'm done with that now. So if you had to give uh, Figueredo his bantamweight debut in a few months after that eye's obviously healed up and I think, say, kind of in the summertime, who would you give him against? Because I think he deserves a ranked opponent. If you, you, you've just been the champ, you don't just go and fight anyone at bantamweight. Probably fight someone in the top 10. So who do you give to Davison Figueredo? <clears throat> Peter Yarn. Really? I think they've made Peter Yarn versus Marab Divalishvili. Ah, uh, has that been announced? I've not seen that. I've seen Marab putting it up. I can't. I don't know whether it's official or not, but I think it is official. So let's say it is. So you can't have Marab. Uh, I, I, I don't Yarn. think Peter, Peter Yarn's going to get a title shot anytime soon. Uh, no. And I think that 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 could be a really big fight. Uh, and I think it'd be a, an exciting fight. Uh, well, who are you thinking? I'd probably go, and I don't know if this person's booked, I need to maybe look it up. I'd probably go with one of the younger fighters that are trying to make a name for themselves and give them someone that's technically unranked, but is uh, is a big name and could help propel them forward if they win. And I'm looking at people like Song Yadong, Ricky Simone, uh, people like that, that I think might what? need... No, 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 no. No, I, you don't, I, I don't see Figueredo feeling like he's got to be fighting fighters that are on the... the, the Ricky Simone in the top 10 yet? Yeah, Ricky Simone's 10, Song Yudong is 8. So he goes, str- for, he goes straight into the top 10 of those rankings. I, I think that's I, fair. I think, I think he fights higher yeah. than that. You think you've... Well, you've done Peter Yarn, who I think's fighting... Where's Marat, Yarn? You, Four? Two. Oh. Okay. So Vera, Vera's fighting Sandhagen... That's four and five. Marab might be fighting Peter Yarn. That's Marab three, Yarn two. Sean O'Malley or Henry Cejudo. Aljamain Sterling, I think I said he's got another bad injury. So I don't know if Sterling, if uh, O'Malley and Cejudo will be fighting each other for like an interim belt or anything. I don't, that's not confirmed. But Sterling mentioned uh, he's had an injury. So underneath that, you've got Rob Font. I mean, that's sure. That's what I'm thinking, maybe. Dominic Cruz, and then Song Yudong, no. Pedro Munoz. I wouldn't put him up against a, a legend. Like I wouldn't put him. I mean, I know he's thirty-five, but I wouldn't put him up against a Dominic Cruz or a Pedro Munoz necessarily because I don't think there's that much going on with it. I don't think that the the legends of those of the bantamweight division get much out of it. I think it makes perfect sense to give him to someone like Song Yudong. Because then you go, all right, if Song, if you win, you've got a massive name under your belt there and that can help propel you forward because you've got a big name under your belt. And if Davison Figueredo wins, you go, you're, you're number eighth in the world. Boom, you're one fight away from a, a title shot. And I, I think that's the way I would do it. Like, Davison Figueredo was not, he was in those big fights, but he wasn't a long reigning champion. Like, he won the belt against Benavidez. Then he defended it in spectacular kind of quick fashion against, was it Alex Perez? Then he fought Moreno to a draw. And then all he's done then is fight Moreno. And he's lost, then won, then lost. So it's not like he's a champ that's had like a five-fight defense streak or anything like that. Not like Adesanya going up in weight before the Pereira fight or, or Usman going up in weight before the Leon fight. So... I'm quite, that's kind of where I am with it. But 
Yeah. Rob Rob Font's penciled uh, to fight Adrian Yanez uh, in April. Oh yes. Oh, God, that's going to be an absolute banger. Mm. Cannot wait mm. for that. But again, uh, Adrian Adrian Yanez, if he wins, is sixth. You could give him Davison Figueredo because again, Davison could go six if he wins. Yeah. But Yanez, it's still a really big name. So. Yeah, I think, uh, I think definitely some really good, interesting fights for Davison Figueredo up at bantamweight. Like, I don't think he'll be a champion at that weight class. I think the age and the size and all that stuff will will stop him. Yeah. But I think he could be a solid top 10 guy. I think he could do all right. Speaking of people moving up weights, uh, a former bantamweight and friend of the show and former guest, two-time guest of the show, Jack Shaw, has announced that he'll be fighting uh, on the London card, uh, making his uh, featherweight debut. Look forward to that. Nice. Nice. Right. Well, look, so far, <laughs> so far, it's been a bad night for Brazil. So, um, yeah, next fight to discuss was a good night for uh, for the Brazilians. Uh, Gilbert they had a Burns. great start to the main card, didn't they? Oh, yeah. They, but uh, They won like, three. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, we're then, working yeah. backwards. Um, yeah. Gilbert Burns uh, looked fantastic. Absolutely oh. fantastic. He just, yeah, he just mauled him. I don't think he took a single shot, really. Um, Magny tried his best to survive, but I think it was the head and arm choke in the end. Um, Magny comes up short again against one of those really high-level grapplers like your your Damian Myers and and the people like that. He just just really struggles with them. And I don't know, does he utilise his size, his his, his range and, and all that? Well enough, um, I'm not sure. Maybe like, is he? Should he be someone that kind of like fights behind the jab a little bit better, keeps people at bay? I, I'm not sure, but uh, he definitely, definitely has been has been struggling against those high level guys. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it was a great fight for him because it was 12th against something like fifth or something like that. So he had a great opportunity. Didn't work out. Burns now is in a weird place. Um, I don't know where uh, where Burns goes from here. What do you think happens with Burns? He's in that kind of awkward spot, isn't he? Let's get yeah. the rankings up. Well, he's uh, ranked fifth. What you... mm. uh, let's have a look. Because he called out Colby. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think he's going to get that fight. I don't think that's a great call out. I just, I just don't think Colby's going to fight anyone really anytime soon. And I think Colby is either looking. I think Colby's got more chance of taking the Hamzat fight, which he's got less chance of winning. But I think Hamzat's a much bigger name. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where Burns ends up. Do you know what that like? I kind of feel like could Burns get a little bit shafted and have to fight backwards again? What like against Jeff someone like, or something like? Well, Shavkat Rachmanov probably <laughs> is is what he might be up against. I mean, I, if I'm Burns, I'm not taking that fight. Nah, Jeff Neal's fighting Shavkat, I think, at the next pay per view. Uh, no, not next. Maybe the one after that. Um, so, yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know. I just don't know where Burns goes from here. Him versus Bilal, I don't think does anything for either of them. They're just kind of keeping their spots in the top five, and it's a fight. If Burns, I mean, as we said, he's lost to Usman, he's lost to Hamzat. I think, I think the fight for Burns really is if Leon loses. He fights Leon. 
he fights Leon and then he'll go like number one or whatever it'll be, number two behind Hamzat or whatever. Um, so I think if he fight, if Leon loses, he's got to go and try and get that Leon fight. That's what he'll need. But if Leon wins, then maybe he will just have to fight a Bilal Muhammad and they'll both have to go, look, we both want to stay in our top five spot. Let's just fight each other. And then whatever happens after Leon versus Hamzat, because that'll be the fight afterwards. It'll be Usman or Leon fighting Hamzat, I think. Then, um, then after that, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. And, and, and they could maybe try and find themselves in a title shot, the winner of, of Bilal and, and Burns, if that happens. But yeah. right now, I think he's looking at not, not great options unless Leon loses in March, which obviously we're hoping doesn't happen. Yeah, there's there's not else. There's not really a lot else on the table there, is there? You look for and he's fought most of them. Yep. Um, and so yeah, it's it's it feels very sort of cluttered at the top ends of that that uh, that that top ten, um, and it doesn't look like there's there's a lot of movement for Burns anywhere in it. Um, like you say, the Bilal Mohammed fight. Is that an exciting fight for anyone? I'm not super hyped at the thought of that. And like you say, I don't really see that what they're going to do is switch places. It doesn't really have any massive impact no. on, on It's just sort contention. of keeping your spot, isn't it? Which a lot of the time is what I'm not up for in things like the lightweight yeah. division and, and stuff like that. But from a business point of view, I can understand why they might do that. But I just don't think it does much for either of them, really. No, I think... You know, if the Colby fight happens, then I'll, I'll be well up for that. But hey, I'd watch it. I just can't see Colby doing it. But Burns could get yeah. in there quick. If there's anyone yeah. in that kind of top six, seven that are willing yeah. to fight in three months' time or whatever, Burns could because he took zero damage, zero yeah. damage in that fight. I think well, I can't remember which commentator said it. It might have been Cormier or Felder. I can't remember. But they were like, he's taken more damage in sparring than he has in that fight, and. Yeah. Like that that just shows you he can come back quick, get another paycheck, keep that win streak going, keep his name relevant. All those things might help him out, and we'll see what happens from there. Okay. Shall right. we go on to, uh, I mean, an absolute pasting? I mean, just I think we both, we both in our, in our prediction show said we envisaged Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jessica Andrade absolutely destroying Laura Murphy, and that's exactly what she done. Uh, yeah, it felt like the easiest pick. I mean, the toughness of Laura Murphy, like her and Glover yeah. Teixeira, Jesus. I mean, the level of toughness is unbelievable. I heard a stat that is both incredible and really quite worrying uh, for for Laura Murphy fans out there. So. Apparently, Lauren Murphy, in three rounds with Jessica Andrade, absorbed something like 160-odd significant strikes. Do you know how many significant strikes were absorbed by both Joanna and Zhang Wei Li combined in their first fight over five rounds? 
190 something. So Lauren Murphy is 30 significant um, strikes short of what they both combined dealt with in that five round war. And she absorbed those 30 less strikes in three. And from Jessica Andrade, who I would argue maybe hits both harder than both uh, Zhang and Joanna. Jesus Christ. That That, is. That is a career-changing fight. I mean, Lauren Murphy's no spring chicken, but that is... I I don't know if you're the same after that, and I think there's arguments that could be made that the corner could have stepped in. She was never going to win that fight. That was apparent nope. after the first round. Like Andrade asserted herself straight away, and the, the, the striking was just exceptional. Yep. The boxing's just something to behold. And... The leg kicks Laura as well. Murphy. They came out of she was a thumping leg kicks. Lauren Murphy had no answers. And even mm. if she did manage to get hold of her, Andrade just shook her off and mm. like I'm straight back up, throwing again. Um Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I, I I'd love to think that Lauren Murphy's made enough money in in, in the UFC to, to to maybe look up I don't know. Another organisation and, and, and some fights that might be not quite as brutal as what she's just experienced. Uh, you know, hopefully she's she's made enough money. She says she's she's in the twilight years of her career now. Be good to to not to see her take any more damage because it wasn't pretty seeing seeing what happened at the weekend. It no. was an absolute you know destruction of a fighter. Um, and I guess sometimes when fights like that happen, I'm I'm not a fighter. I wouldn't know, but surely. The people around you must be going. Maybe we have a little look at this now because you know you've got your health to think about. Uh, yeah, I mean, you never know because I think the worrying thing is: has she earned enough money? Like she's yeah. fought for a title once. She's never been a champion. She's not a fighter that garners a huge amount of public interest. Maybe she hasn't earned enough, and we will see her in the cage again. And that's when you start going. God, if you start, and she's, you know, ranked in the top 10, she's fighting some really good people in that division. And that division's getting stronger and stronger. That flyweight women's division is getting better and better. She could find herself getting, you know, taking more damage, which would be really sad to see. Uh, But yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what happens there. But in terms of Jessica Andrade, oh my God. Give me Jessica Andrade versus Zhang Wei Li the rematch. I have to see it immediately. Inject it into my veins. I need it right now. I'm not interested in Andrade staying at flyweight. I have no interest in her rematching Valentina Shevchenko. After a performance like that, Andrade doesn't need to fight anyone at strawweight for me. Give her Zhang and do it now. I'm just, I, I, that is the most exciting fight you can make. I would argue I'd argue it's be a more exciting fight than Nunez Shevchenko. The build-up wouldn't be as big, I don't think, but the fight itself, Zhang and Andrade 2, would be a more exciting fight than Nunez Shevchenko 3. Big words. Big words from a big man. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, that's... that's I, I, that That's the fight I want to see. We'd, that, we'd every, uh, every fan would want to see that fight. How how could you not want to see? I know the yeah. first fight ended so quickly. 
Andrade went to China in her first title defence. I do believe she might have got better since then. Whatever happened, happened. She got blitzed really quick and, and it didn't work out for her. I don't see that being the case with the second fight. It's m- much like Zhang Rose won. Mm-hmm. Rose head kicked her in the first round. She, it was like one of the first strikes shown. Boom, done. You get the second fight and it was razor thin. It was so close. and It was a fantastic, fantastic fight. I think that's what we'd get here. I think we'd get just a, a, yeah, a really, really good fight. I mean, whether it would actually go the distance because both these women hit really hard, I don't know. But for sure, it would be a phenomenal fight, I think, between the two of them. And that's, yeah. I've just got no interest in anything else. I've just, I, no Lamos, no Rose 3, no, you know, whoever else is knocking about, Rodriguez and all that. No, Jessica Andrade. And do it, you know, whenever Jessica Andrade wants to do it. I mean, like, because I'm sure Zhang will be fit and available for whenever she dismantled Esparza pretty easily. Um, And I'm sure that Andrade, albeit going three rounds, she did it up a weight class. And she, I don't think she really took hardly any damage, really, even though it was over three rounds. I know she got hit a bit, but she just... Lauren Murphy's punches just seemed to bounce off of her, and she was like, "I don't care. I'm just going to now hit you with three. Like she, yeah. she had no respect for Lauren Murphy's power at all. She just ate it and then gave her something that Lauren, well, she did handle it because she took it and didn't go down. But it was it was a hard watch, and yeah, that's Absolutely. that's all I want. That's the fight. That is the fight to make. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I totally agree. Um, former guest of the show, Paul Craig, had a tough Ooh, gig, real yeah, tough gig. Um, I think, you know, watching the the Wayans, you could see Paul was fired up as he always is, face paint on. uh, And obviously he'd he'd come off of that uh, uh, loss in, was the last loss in London? It was, wasn't it? Yes, to Um, Uzdemir. Yeah, and uh, and was really hoping to see uh, a a big win for Paul. Uh, He's such such a top bloke. And Johnny Walker... We, we always knew, I, I think, that Johnny Walker was going to be moving lots, trying yeah. to fight at range because he's, you know, he's got really explosive and, and throws some, you know, interesting uh, strikes. And, and we know that Paul wants to pull you into his, his world. And and what we've seen is that making that distance up and getting them and getting them into your world can be problematic. And we saw that at the weekend. I think Paul got hold of a leg, didn't he? And I think he thought, I'll ride these shots out. Maybe like he did with, was it Anchor Live? Where, no, was it Jamal Hill when he was eating the shots? And and I think he was like, right, I'll take a few of these because I'm going to get him. And then by the time I think he'd hoped he would have had him down, he was being stopped because he'd just eaten too many hammer yeah. fists. It was hammer fists to the side of the head, essentially, wasn't it? Like, um, yeah, but he also just cracked him with some big, like, that's amazing that he generated that kind of power on one leg. Like, yeah. like you could see like one, one big shot and Paul started yeah. to buckle already. And it was just like, fuck me, that, that man's got such power in his hands. Yeah. It must be, I, I feel like Johnny Walker was such a terrible stylistic matchup for Paul because Johnny, Johnny's got the athleticism to bounce around and move around a lot. And he's got the length. He's a really tall, long fighter. So it's going to be really hard for Paul to get in and shoot or, or clinch up. And, you know, Paul's jiu-jitsu is kind of second to none, really. It's, it's, he's 
probably got the best jujitsu in the light heavyweight division now that Glover's gone and maybe Paul mm. would have even wanted to challenge Glover in that respect. But he's not a wrestler. And we've said this before about jujitsu guys. It was the same with Damian Meyer and, and people like that, where they're not all, Ryan Hall is another one. They're not always the best at actually getting the fight to the ground. Once it's on yeah. the ground, they are absolutely lethal. I mean, you look at a lot of people think Magomed Ankalaev is probably the number one heavy, uh, light heavyweight in the world. He got triangle choked by Paul Craig. Jamal Hill is now the, the UFC champion at light heavyweight. He got his arm broken by Paul Craig. Like, Paul Craig's no joke. When the fight's on the ground, he, is, he can just beat anyone. But it just, it's not easy for him to get it to the ground. And that is where... And, um, but, and obviously, yeah. every fighter is going to be watching those those wins over Ankalaev and, and, and yeah. Jamal and going, I'm staying the fuck away from him. Yeah. And, you know, and let's keep it at range. And, and obviously, Johnny did not want to go to the ground. So he just started throwing them hammer fists. And, and in, yeah. that's all she wrote. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah, don't know so, what's next for Paul Craig. Um, I don't you know, know what's next for Paul. It's, it's, yeah, that's two losses on the bounce now um, to, to, to high level competition. Make, make, make no mistake, you know. Um, but well, it'll be down gonna, at twelve. He's he's going to be taking fights outside the top ten now. I think. I think he might be taking fights outside the top fifteen. I think there might yeah. be some killers coming up, and they look at Paul Craig and go, "Paul's got a bit of a name. He does some fun stuff at the weigh-ins. Let's see what." so-and-so who's on a three-fight win streak outside the top 15 does against him. I think that's the position that Paul might find himself in now. Obviously, yeah. we love Paul. We're big fans of Paul. He's been on the show. He's, I think, a great guy. Um, and we only ever want to see him do well. But unfortunately, this is, this is you know, it's a tough old business. And you you get two it losses is. like this and you, you're starting to look behind you outside of the rankings at some killers coming towards you now. And yeah. that is the situation he's in. On the other hand, Johnny Walker is on a two-fight win One streak. One thing, oh, go on. I want to talk about with Johnny Walker. Um, we saw the, the well, we heard the stories when Paul came on there about him and Jamal going out partying afterwards when they fought. Yeah, um, it was lovely to see a, a photo of, of Paul and Johnny backstage, um, and it wasn't in the car park, yeah. which was something I was really <laughs> pleased to see that uh, Johnny Walker no was allowed to stay. You know, Johnny Walker was allowed to remain in the building. He yes. didn't just get ushered straight out the back door <laughs> to the car park in his shorts. This time he was allowed to stay in the, uh, in, in the, uh, uh, the building, which was uh, wonderful to see. And, I mean, big win for Johnny Walker. Um, what do you see next for him? I'm sorry, I've been slightly distracted because I've looked at the light heavyweight rankings and ranked number seven is Jamal Hill <laughs> because obviously it's Monday and they haven't redone their rankings yeah. yet. You're just like, from seven to champion. What a leap. Yeah. What an unbelievable... I know there's been crazy circumstances that have led to this, but Jesus Christ, from yeah, seven absolutely. to champion. Look, it's just crazy. Um, but for Johnny Walker, he'll now be ranked ninth. I mean, he got a very quick win. Does he, like... He might have to fight behind him. I know Jimmy Crute's got a fight la- uh, lined up. Is he fighting Khalil Roundtree? Who's Jimmy Crute fighting? Uh, I think he's fighting on the Perth card. I don't know who he's fighting. I'll have to, I'll have to look that up. But um, uh, he's f- upcoming fight. Oh, Alonzo Menafield. 
in Perth is who he's fighting. So, yeah, I mean, he's fighting someone outside the rankings now. So if Jimmy Crute wins, does he fight Johnny Walker? Because Crute gets the opportunity to fight ahead of him. Um, above Johnny Walker, you've got people like Thiago Santos and stuff like that. But I th- think he's maybe lost him already. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult one for, for Khalil Roundtree's not got a fight. I think Khalil Roundtree could potentially mm-hmm. fight Johnny Walker. And then you've got Uzdemir, Krilov. Uh, yeah, it's going to be someone in that kind of six to 15 range. And it's just whether the yeah. UFC want to give him the opportunity to fight someone in front of him or fight someone behind him. Because when Johnny Walker's on form, he is one of the most fun fighters to watch. Like he is yeah. really great. It's just that recently he's just gone a bit to, to, to want a better phrase. He's, he's gone a bit boring in some of his fights, but the last two fights span and, and, and Craig is, he's, he's, it's been great. That, that's been really good. Absolutely. So let's hope he keeps, keeps that up, keeps that style. I mean, I don't mind it being a little bit more composed and stuff and not just a reckless wrecking machine. Like when he, um, uh, first came into the UFC and went on like a four fight win streak or whatever it was. And he was just smashing people with flying knees and all sorts yeah. of stuff, which was very exciting. And everyone thought, oh, this is the guy to take out John Jones. And then he'd gone up against like a Corey Anderson or something and got smashed. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him fight strikers because I think that's yeah, more course, fun. Yeah. But I don't know. We, we, we'll have to wait and see. But I think it, it kind of could be a lot of different people in that light heavyweight division. And I think if Anthony Smith wants to get a fight quick and Johnny Walker wants to fight someone ahead of him, that does make a lot of sense because Anthony Smith is owed a fight. I think the way, the way the UFC did that to Anthony Smith was a bit harsh. It's like, Hey, Anthony Smith, I know you got a fight in March, but that your opponent is now fighting for the belt in January. So yeah, sorry. Bye. And then Anthony Smith's just there like, okay, don't know whether I'm fighting or not. Don't know who I'm fighting. That sucks. So I hope he gets a fight booked in soon. Um, in I terms want of, to, go uh, on, go on. What are you going to say? I was going to move on to prelims and stuff. Yeah, I've not seen the prelims. Um, I, uh, I I had limited time yesterday, and uh, and so I got up and I watched the the main card, and and I did watch. Um, I, I wanted to watch Mauricio's uh, last fight in the UFC. Uh, probably wasn't the the, uh, the the road out of the UFC he wanted, um, but. Let's have this right. He ain't got to prove anything to anyone. You know, an absolute legend of the sport. And, yep. uh, and yeah, uh, yeah, just incredible. I don't really know yep. what else to say about uh, Shogun. You know, uh, he, he's fights with he's fights with Dan Henderson, some of the greatest, some of the, if not one of my yeah. all-time favourite fights. Um, yeah, just a, an absolute legend. I don't think anybody that listens to this that, that, that follows MMA is not going to, echo them thoughts of, you know, yeah. what, a, what a legend he is. Well, I mean, I might have uh, to say I, I'm someone that's more heard about the legend of Shogun Hua than watched it mm. for myself. Like, the, I, I wasn't really watching Pride, and I've heard that, like, it's the Pride days where Shogun was really, like, an absolute beast, where he's got, like, soccer kicks <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And, and yeah, it's, it's phenomenal fights. Was it maybe Vandalay Silver or, or, or someone like that? Like he's got some phenomenal fights in, in pride that are the ones that everyone kind of really yeah. harks back to. And then he was a, uh, a UFC champ as well. We came into the UFC, I think at only 25. 
Yeah. And uh, I think he maybe had a couple of bad losses, but then went on a run and then um, and, and then won the belt, but and lost it to to John Jones. And there's absolutely no shame in that. So other than that, on on, on the prelims, um, the Bon Finn brothers. Absolutely smashing it. Ismail Bonfim and uh, Gabriel Bonfim. Uh, Gabriel, well, Ishmael was first. And he, Terence McKinney keeps his run going of, I think, just like first round carnage. And albeit it wasn't really coming from him as it much as it was Ishmael Bonfim. And if you haven't seen it yet, Ishmael Bonfim hit him with this jumping switch knee. And it just, it is, it's quite a sight. McKinney is out immediately and just flops over. It was an amazing knockout. And then a few fights later, uh, I think Ishmael Bonfim's uh, younger brother, Gabriel, comes in, fights uh, Munir Lazez and uh, locks up a guillotine in the first round and goes to 14-0. and He's now undefeated. These guys are looking good, particularly Gabriel. You know, he's, 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 um, he's undefeated. He's 14-0. and Guillotine in the first round. These guys are, are brothers to look out for. It's always a nice gimmick when there's so brothers and stuff like that. Really yeah. marketable, you know. Bonfim, uh, Figlac, Hardwicks, Diaz's. It's all there. Um, it's good. The brother, brother thing is good. Um, and then was there anything? Oh, Jelton Almeida was on the fight pass prelims as well. Made really easy work of Abdurakahimov. And at the last, um, the, the pre-fight show, I was talking about Jelton. And how he's a light for a heavyweight. Like he, he weighs in at like 220 something, 230 something. He can make light heavyweight. He has done. But he just seems to keep having success at heavyweight. So he stayed there. And dear Lord, he looked amazing. He was fighting a guy that was 30 pounds heavier than him. Abdurakahimov was over two stone heavier than him. That's crazy. And he was all over him. Like picking him up, putting him down on top of him. Uh, great ground game looked phenomenal. Like, yeah, at, like this guy's for real. He's gonna have a number next to his name come Tuesday. We're recording this on Monday, so come tomorrow. And I think he's a scary dude. And yeah. I, I, I do wonder if he'll come up short when he fights the elite guys at heavyweight. Like when he's coming up against Corey Anderson. Not Corey Anderson, um, Curtis Blades, sorry, not Corey Anderson. When he's coming up against Curtis Blades, Tommy Aspinall, uh, Cyril Garn, maybe John Jones if he's back to kind of top level and all that kind of stuff. Those top guys that are like 250 pounds plus and sure. they're really good. That's when you go, oh, you might, you might struggle against them. But maybe not. I mean, he looks like an absolute beast. If you don't know Jelton Almeida, start checking him out. He Really looks quite scary in that division right now. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what's next for him. But he looks like he could fight again tomorrow. Absolutely dealt with um, Abdurakhimov uh, really, really easily. Um, uh, Thiago Moises got a good win against uh, Mequizale Costa. I'm not sure if I'm saying that name correctly. But uh, he he, he got a rear naked choke in the second round. Called out Paddy. I think Paddy's, I think Paddy's injured, and I don't think anyone wants to see Moises versus Paddy. I'm sure that with Paddy, you either want something a bit more fun or you want higher stakes. And Moises is just not really either of those, I don't think. So I don't no. think we'll be seeing that. Pa- Bruno... Paddy's on holiday in Thailand at the moment, by the looks of things. Right. Um, uh... Well, there you go. 
So, yeah, I don't know when Paddy's back. I think it was the ankle that he injured in the uh, Jared Gordon fight. So we'll see what's next for Paddy at a later date. And then the only other prelim that I made a big note about was uh, Gregory Rodriguez versus Bruno Ferreira. Uh, Ferreira now 10-0. This was his UFC debut. I had not really heard of him before, but Gregory Rodriguez was looking really good. Yeah. And Bruno Ferreira 10-0. I think... Yeah, no, he's a striker. I think they said he'd been training taekwondo from the age of like, or capoeira, that was it, from the age of like five or whatever. He caught Gregory Rodriguez with this sneaky left hand. I mean, it was like, he just kind of dipped away and almost like stuttered it or something and then just put straight down the pipe. And Rodriguez was out. And it didn't look like it was like a big wind-up. Like, you see some guys come in with these massive overhand rights and you're like, if that connects, this guy is out. This was just a little boop, and he was just just sparked out. It was like the placement of the shot rather than the power yeah. of the shot. And when someone does that, you go, oh, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll have to see. And that middleweight division, you know, I mean, there's a, a young guys coming up that we think a lot of, but then I was saying that about Imovov and he didn't beat uh, Strickland. So yeah. middleweight's one of those divisions where I think if yeah. you, you do all right, get a few wins, you can find yourself ranked very, very quickly. So we'll see what happens with uh, with Bruno Ferreira. That is all I've really got. Yeah. So I'm trying to think what's next. What's the next big event? What have we got coming up? Well, let me look it up. But the next big pay-per-view is Perth. Makachev Volkanovsky, which boom. Oh my goodness. I'm not sure when is that. Let's look this up. So the next event is Derek Lewis versus Spivak. Yeah. Oh god, what's the date today? What's the date? <laughs> this is a really interesting it's, conversation it's for a podcast. What's the date today, guys? So answers <laughs> on a postcard. Um what do you have for breakfast, it? Blank? <laughs> so we've got a week off, I think. I don't think there's any UFC coming up this week. So the week after that, I believe, is Lewis versus Spivak in a heavyweight fight. Like, sure. Yeah, like, yeah I'm a bit like that. I'm here, and there's not really much. Oh, oh Duho Choi is on it. Duho Choi. I love a bit of Duho Choi. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's not a lot on the card to get overly excited about other than Duho Choi, if you're a Duho Choi fan. Um, yeah, there's, that, there's not a great card. <laughs> I'm looking at it and I'm going, it's Lewis versus Spivak. Dan Jung versus Devin Clark. Meh. Blagoy Ivanov versus Martin Tybura. I mean, a ranked heavyweight fight, sure. But that is it. There's not anyone else with a number next to their name on the whole card. Mm. So it's not... Then when's Perth? Is Perth the following week? Card. It is somewhere around... Oh, that's at the apex. Then the following week is Perth. So February 12th is Perth. So uh, that will be, that'll be a big one. And I've just yeah. realised I might be, do- it's my wife's birthday weekend and I might be doing stuff and I'm a bit like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be able to watch those fights until like the Monday. So I'm going to oh, be furious. It's really spoilt your weekend, isn't it? Your oh, wife's birthday. <laughs> oh mate, can't you have been born on a different weekend? So selfish. Please. So Unbelievable. bad. But um but yeah, I mean, looking forward to that. That that is the one, isn't it? That that should be I mean, just the main event alone. Yeah. Makachev Volkanovsky. That is so had a little face off yesterday, didn't they? Did they? I didn't see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, both had their little uh, straps over their arm and had a little oh. face off. I was like, yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. I mean, I'm going, I think I'm going Makachev, but Jesus Christ, I would love to see Volk do it. Um, I've picked Volk. You know, I've picked yeah, Volk. I know you uh, have your crazy fucking lightweight prediction. What the fuck? <laughs> Please go and listen to our predictions episode where we predict the champions, um, if you haven't listened to it yet, at the end of 2023. I'm not going to ruin it. Stu's lightweight pick just boggles my mind. I don't know what he's on. Um, but then there's Yair Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett in the interim featherweight title fight, which, you know, uh, I'm a bit bittersweet. I'm Sorry, sure who's, who's he fighting Arnold Allen? If <laughs> It fucking should be, shouldn't it? Uh, yes, should. That's the thing. It's bittersweet. It should have been Arnold Allen, 10-fight win streak. But whatever, they've made Yair Josh Emmett. Will it be a fun fight? Yes. Jack Della Maddalena. Love saying that name. You love Fred. saying that, don't uh, you? Della Maddalena. And Jack Della Maddalena. And Jack Della Maddalena. Jack Della Maddalena. He's against Randy Brown, who I'm also a fan of. I like him. Jimmy Crute, Alonzo Menafield, Tyson Pedro's on the card. Uh, Jamie Malarkey. Like, it's, it's all right. It's, 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 about the main, it's about the main event, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about that. It's one of those cards where you go, there will be fun fights on this card for sure. But what you're, if you're someone that has to buy the event, what you're buying the event for is that main event. Like the rest of the card, you're like, sure. But that uh-huh. main event is going to be special, I think. I hope it lives up to it. I hope it's not just like, I hope we see at least like three rounds. Because there's just a world in which Islam just smushes him in the first round, and I'll be disappointed. I just, I, I do, I, I, I just get three rounds. Oh, out of it. I've just realised we got his name wrong, didn't we? Former Who? guest of the show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Former guest of the show, Alexander Volkanovsky. Yes. Uh, what a chat that was. That was a lovely right. chat. Go check that one out if you haven't. Talking, hearing him talk about his newfound celebrity as the UFC champ is one of the funniest. Oh man! One of the funniest conversations we've ever had on this podcast. Uh, he's a man of the people. He's he is. definitely uh, as 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 grounded and as down to earth as it gets. And he was an yep. absolute joy. Um, right, um, I think we're done. I really we need done. a wee wee. So uh, good. I uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna sign off from this. Um, thanks ever so much for listening. Um, go give us a follow on the socials. We're on all the all the usual places. Um, we put content up uh, on the daily. Um, and yeah, if you've not really had a good route around in the archive, then then go and do that because we've had so many guests on. Um, you know, as we, we've mentioned on today's show, we've had Volk on, um, we've had Jamal Hill on, we've had Paul Craig on, and uh, and that's you know alongside other champions like or former champions like Tyron Woodley, uh, Michael Bispin, Michael uh, Bispin mentioned Dan Hardy. Yeah. Um, Derek Brunson, uh, God, I don't, there's so many now. They're Absolutely, just, just keep forgetting. Molly Paddy McCann, Paddy on. yeah, Molly McCann, Paddy Pimlet. Go uh, check out the Arnold Mark Goddard episode. The Mark Goddard yeah. episode is a real, real brilliant chat from a very different perspective uh, than what you get from a fighter. Um, I definitely recommend that one. Obviously, we've had Arnold on Jack Shaw. Um, oh, blimey, the list goes on. But uh, the best thing you can do is just go and have a look. And to make double sure you don't miss anything, if you subscribe, then uh, they just pop up on your, your yeah. listening device. So and just, do that. Uh, just 
just flick through the back catalogue. If you're listening on your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, have a quick flick through. And if any fighter names jump out at you, just listen to that episode because we have had some corkers, particularly if it's the first time we've had that, that fighter on. People like Paddy, Molly, Arnold Allen, we've had them all on about two or three times now or yeah. whatever. They're all good chats, but if you really want to know about that fighter and what makes them tick, how their career started off, all that stuff, if you're really into a certain fighter, uh, Michael Bisping as well, like go and f- find the first episode we do with them. And, and we really get into it with them, and it's a really, really good, in-depth, fun chat. Um, so, yeah, do that. Absolutely. And if you don't, um, if you're not a big fan of podcasts, uh, uh, listening to them on your headphones, we're on YouTube. So you can go and watch all of these chats uh, over there. So go and subscribe to our YouTube channel um, if you prefer to watch your pods. Right. We're done. We're done. Laters. Bye.